0: Hi folks, be sure to visit my website at Dr-History.com for a short personal video message, to listen to the latest stories, and to leave a comment.
1: How are you, my friend?
0: I'm good. Doing great. Had number nine grandchild last Saturday, so we're growing.
1: You did personally, or hopefully it was a (laughs) daughter-in-law? It was a daughter. Okay. (laughs) So we're safe. All right. Um, I think you had some homework from last week. What was it you were supposed to do? Santa Ana was
0: 82 years old. He died in Mexico City and was pretty much kind of a has-been. Yeah. Really, you know... Kind of a derelict, wasn't he? ...thought of when he died.
1: That's what I thought, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so that was the end of him. Yeah, 82 and a has-been, which is better than it never was.
0: That's right. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: So So today, we're going to go to the mountain men era.
1: Uh-oh, look out for naked guys scaring Indians. <sighs> Not this time. <laughs> okay.
0: This one is in 1832. There was a rendezvous and probably the biggest one that was ever held at a place called Pierre's Hole in Idaho, which is in the west side of the Tetons. Really? Now, a lot of people think of Jackson Hole, but this is Pierre's Hole, and a hole was basically referred to as a kind of an open meadow type area where there was uh, water and game and one thing another where they could meet but it had to be a big area yeah yeah. so pierre's hole is on the west side of the of there so now william sublet had arrived with a pack train all the way from st louis and the trappers and the mountain men who worked with the rocky mountain fur company they were in good spirits because they had outdistanced and uh, out uh, trapped the american fur company which was their rival now, there was only one thing that was kind of diminu- diminishing their pleasure, and that was the fact that old Tom Fitzgerald, who was a veteran trapper and one of the partners in the Rocky Mountain Company, was missing. He had not he had made the trip with uh, from St. Louis with Sublet, but he struck out on his own uh, when they reached the area uh, near present-day Casper, a place called Red Bluff. Mm-hmm. Well, this had been 18 days before, and he had planned to... Uh, go ahead of, uh, of Sublet uh, into Pierre's Hole and make sure everything was ready, that the trappers were on hand and ready for the festival and the trade. So, the question, what happened to Tom Fitzgerald? Well, he was an important guy. I mean, he was he was the mountain man of the West. He uh, And no one could believe that he'd met with an accident or death, and so they figured he must have been holed up somewhere or wandering around the mountains, and someone suggested that uh, As a precaution, maybe they ought to send out some search parties just in case something had happened to the guy. So, now let's go back to Fitzgerald. Uh, Like I say, he had left uh, Sublet uh, planning on going ahead, and he was pretty confident. He was optimistic. Uh, He'd begun his journey from Red Bluffs. Uh, He had made the trip a lot of times, and he was thoroughly familiar with the route. But Fitzgerald was kind of a loner. Uh, He believed that a man traveling by himself could travel faster and safer. Uh, He could choose his own trail, set his own pace, stop when he wanted to without any obligation or consulting with a partner or, or several guys. And then from a safety standpoint, obviously, one man can hide from a group of Indians, a lot better than, than a party of, of men.
1: Yeah, so. but, 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 I would much rather have two or three or four, maybe 175 guys there in case there's an attack. <laughs> I, I tend to agree with you there. Like I said, these guys, these mountain men,
0: we've talked before, they they were a different breed oh, yeah. altogether. Yeah. So, anyway, like I say, he was kind of, I'm going to say maybe a little overconfident, but... For the first three or four days, he made good time up the valley of the Sweetwater, living on Jerky and Temeson. Uh He didn't build any crook fires, because, you know, that might be detected by the, uh, the Blackfeet Indians, uh, and they were always dangerous. And like I say, he kind of got a little maybe overconfident, and he cra- crossed South Pass, and he hadn't encountered any Indians, uh, friendly or otherwise. So there was no warnings, uh, you know, that had been sent out from the rendezvous. So, he, again, he was feeling pretty good about this. Um, one day he was a little tired and a little saddle sore, and he decided to rest and eat at the same time. And So he was leisurely chewing away on a good-sized hunky jerky when he heard a little snorting and scuffling and a shale rock behind him. He turned around and saw a great, big, huge grizzly bear bearing down on him at full speed. Uh, now, recognizing that this was probably too late to establish a good relationship with this bear he decided that uh, he would abandon his jerky and run for his horse
1: why would one want to establish a good relationship with a bear please explain that to me
0: (laughs) that's just what I'm reading here (laughs) that's what the story says he decided it wasn't a good time to start shaking hands and saying how are you I believe it so well so here he is here's the bear chasing him he's running towards his horse now if you're the horse you're thinking okay this is I'm not looking like this is a good thing.
1: Mm-hmm. So the horse
0: had a mind of its own and decided to take off for other parts of the country. And Fitzgerald, he already had one foot in the stirrup, and but was basically deposited flat on his back.
1: Uh-huh. This is not good.
0: No. Uh, fortunately, though, the grizzly bear stopped to investigate the big hunk of jerky that Fitzgerald had been chewing on, and he gave him time to grab his rifle and kill the bear.
1: Oh, a good end to the story.
0: Yeah. So, that... The saga continues. Do you want to do your ad right now, Zeb? Well, oh, I I just can't. I thought you'd never ask. As a matter okay. of fact, I don't know
1: if I can do it. I'm just shaking in anticipation to find out what happened to the bear and the jerky. Hold on, just one moment. Would you like to start earning thirty to forty thousand dollars a year in as little as four or five weeks? Well, then you'd better call Lucky Born right now at CSI's New Sage Truck Driving School in Burley, and they've got new lower prices for their four week program. And if you're having trouble with tuition money, just give lucky a call and they can explain the sage student loan option all of this and more for helping you to become a professional truck driver you call lucky born right now at the new csi truck driving school in burley 878-5802 and now ladies and gentlemen as the saga continues here's doctor history and the story of smoky the bear smoky the bear is now dead oh that's right
0: <laughs> ok so the next day Tom begins his uh, descent of the divide uh, following one of the streams that cascade down the side of the drainage area, and and uh, it's a canyon with high walls. Now, Fitzgerald realizes that this could be a dangerous place to be caught, because oh, yeah. if you're in a kind of a narrow canyon, you really can't go left or right, and he kind of hesitated, but, um, you know, to turn back meant losing a lot of valuable time, and he wanted to get to the rendezvous, so... <laughs> He was a little wary, he was a little concerned about this, but uh, as he was going down this narrow narrow canyon down at the bottom, all of a sudden he was aware of the presence of some Indians.
1: Oh, oh no, wait a minute, wait a minute, I've got to ask a question. Okay. I'm assuming, by the way you're talking, that he had recaptured his horse. Oh, yes, Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. just worried about so it. He was on it. horseback. Okay. Uh,
0: and the so bear bear's dead, man? right?
1: What's that? And the bear's dead. The bear's dead. And okay. the bear had eaten all the jerky. Had eaten on most of the Whew, I got that cleared up. Okay.
0: So, okay. So here he is. He becomes aware of some Indians, a band of gross ventures Indians. Uh, they came galloping around the bend in the canyon, and so all of a sudden, uh, Tom decides he better take off. Uh, so,
1: I would imagine. Now here's
0: his. He, keep in mind, he's been on his horse that had been ridden hard during the long trip clear from missouri oh my goodness so this horse was not in you know top shape and uh so anyway he took off on the run but not before he got spotted by the indians so the chase was on oh boy now for a short time despite this hard climb up the canyon fitzgerald actually uh lengthened the distance uh, between him and the indians But pretty soon, and you've been on horses, pretty soon you can tell your horse is kind of getting tired. Yeah. And so he began looking for some kind of escape from the Indians. Uh Uh-huh. Now, so again, he was aware that the Indians would eventually wear down his tired horse, and Fitzgerald decided on a pretty desperate move.
1: I think I know what it is, but I'm not about to share this cliffhanger.
0: Uh, Okay. (laughs) All right. So urging his horse to the limit of its endurance, he came around a sharp bend and he started looking over the sheer cliff walls on his left and on his right, and pretty soon he saw a little spot, I guess that's all you could call it, and he made up his mind, so leaving his horse on the run, he landed on a stone that could not show traces of any footprint, and he bounced up the hillside before his pursuers could come around the bend. Well, this little spot opened up into a small cave. oh Now, this little cave had been kind of a winter home for some wild animals and but it safely concealed him from the indians and he sw- uh, watched him just go by one right after another chasing after his horse so he soon as they went by he hurried up and grabbed a bunch of uh, leaves and branches and pulled it uh, in front of the the cave so here he is inside this dark interior of the cave which uh, and he pulled all i say branches and leaves and stuff in front of it well pretty soon he heard the yells announcing that they had captured his horse and then the indians began to search for him Uh-oh. now it wasn't just the, the brave they got the whole village men women and children they arrived and they took turns exploring every possible place that he could be hiding
1: oh this but is his where the...
0: camouflage was so effective that no one suspected where he was
1: oh my because like
0: they pulled these branches and old leaves in front of him and there were several times if they stopped so close to the cave he could have actually reached out and touched them so well, he, he's within arm's length of these guys looking for him. And uh, I don't know, it kind of surprised me they didn't see this cave, but must have been pretty well hid. Yeah. And, and probably just a small, you know, crawl-in type cave.
1: Yeah, a bear cave.
0: Yeah, bear, <laughs> bear, a small bear. Yeah. But uh, anyway, as, I, as each hour passed, well, I, uh, pretty soon the smell got pretty bad. I mean, this cave wasn't ventilated. Uh, there was old bones and pieces of rotted flesh on the floor, and it almost became too much for old Fitzgerald, but, but almost, uh, but not enough. I mean, he'd seen the treatment that uh, some white men had had when captured by the Indians. So, bad as the air was, old Fitzgerald, he was still a free man, and he intended to remain so. Now, by this time, he was starting to get a little thirsty, and he was getting a little hungry, And but he stayed in his hideout until the Indians called off their search that evening. Well, that, late, nap, late that night, he made an attempt to escape, figuring the Indians would camp upstream. Well, they didn't. Oh, they those
1: down. sneaky
0: Indians. Yeah, and so he made his way to a small stream and was able to get a drink of water, and then he headed downstream. Well, there were the Indians. So he headed back to his cave. Well, the morning of the second day, the Indians started searching again. They, they were just really looking for this guy. They knew he had to be there. And so they sent the young kids, the young guys, up along the walls of the, uh, the canyon. The older people were watching, and again, they didn't find him. So, And again, he was getting pretty thirsty and pretty hungry. Well, finally the Indians uh, decided that somehow he'd gotten away and uh, made an escape, so they abandoned their search, and they turned their attention to the ordinary camp life that they did. And, Fitzgerald had kind of a nice view uh, of the Indian camp, and he actually watched his horse win several races (laughs) uh, that they were having uh, by the guy who had gotten his horse. So late that second night, he again slipped out of hiding. He detoured around the village, and this time he traveled as far uh, as he possibly could. Okay, now he's not out of this yet. I didn't think so. He hid himself. Uh, in a thicket near the creek, and these same Indians came by uh, as a hunting party, uh, but they'd forgotten about him by now, so he was pretty pretty safe.
1: Won't they ever leave him alone?
0: <laughs> well, it goes farther than that, but so the third night, he uh, resumed his travels, and he followed the creek to the point where it emptied into a bigger stream, and he fig- figured, you know, i got to get out of here, so he built himself a kind of a crude raft. He got on it with his uh, rifle and his had a bag with ammunition and some other necessities. and But he was kind of anxious to escape, and he kind of misjudged the strength of this stream. Mm. And his improvised raft was carried downstream to the head of some rapids. Well, the water raft had lift, lifted that ra- raft uh, onto some rocks and just totally destroyed it oh my. in the middle of the stream. Mm-hmm. So Fitzgerald made his way to shore. He lost everything except his shirt, his vest, a belt, and it had a sturdy Green River knife. Now, the knife is a good weapon at close quarters, but, you know, if you're trying to kill a deer or an antelope or something, it just doesn't work.
1: Absolutely.
0: So, you know, he was fully aware of his dim chances for survival, but he fought on for the next two days, uh, fourth and fifth since his encounter. He made his way river toward the rendezvous, and he was living on roots, buds, trees, bushes, even weeds and grass. I mean, he struggled on getting weaker from hunger, you know, from hunger and everything. And Well, on the fifth day, he came upon a real feast. Well, wait a minute. No, let me, get, let me back up. On the fifth evening, he was treed by some wolves, okay? They circled the tree all night, tearing at the bark, clawing at the ground, bearing the roots to try to uh, get the tree to fall down. Uh, so here he is spending the whole night up in a tree with these wolves after him. See, that's, that's all the more reason
1: we shouldn't have brought those doggone wolves back to Idaho. I told you. That's right. Okay, so finally the wolves left.
0: So the next day, now he's uh, he he's going along and he finds the partially eaten remains of a buffalo that had been killed by the wolves. hmm And so he's gorging himself on his first real meal. And this sounds like a real good meal, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so he, But it gave him enough strength to carry on his struggle for survival. And <clears throat> Anyway, the farther he descended the river, the more uh, scant the vegetation grew, and he finally just collapsed. He just plain out collapsed. Well, I told you that they'd sent out some people from the rendezvous to try to find him. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, there were two Iroquois trappers that had gone out from the rendezvous, and they found him. Oh, my. Well, he was brought back to Pierre's hole, and he was so out of it, he was kind of a raving lunatic. He couldn't answer any questions. <clears throat> he could hardly talk. His eyes were wouldn't focus. Uh, Sounds you know. like a liberal
1: from the Obama administration. <laughs> That's
0: right. No intelligent answers <laughs> to questions. <laughs> like I his eyes wouldn't focus. Uh, but like all mountain men, old Fitzgerald, he had good recuperative powers, and after several good meals, of good old fat buffalo meat and rest, he uh, he recovered uh, enough to tell the adventures of his past 18 days. Now, one thing a distinguishing characteristic that happened was to mark him for the rest of his life, as a result of being the bear, the Indian, the wolves, his hair turned snow white. Oh. And that was Tom Fitzgerald, who... Like I say, one of the original great mountain men, and that's why his hair turned
1: white. I'll be darned. Um, You know, somewhere I had heard semblances of that story, (laughs) and I wasn't sure about the name Tom Fitzgerald, but... uh, What was the mountain man, or who was uh, the real person that uh, ran his horse off a cliff? I mean, there's been movie depictions of this, but the Indians are after this guy, and supposedly he's a mountain man, and he ran his horse off a cliff into a mountain lake? You remember who that was?
0: You know, I don't. The only thing I can remember is the old movie Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Oh, yeah jumped off, but I, I don't know of a guy that ran his Yeah,
1: they had good stuntmen for that, though.
0: Yeah. yeah. But, you know, this rendezvous was actually the biggest rendezvous that was held. Uh, it was actually over there by Driggs and, and kind of in the area between Driggs and Tetonia. and actually there was an area of seven square miles. Oh, my. They had 400 mountain men, 108 lodges of Nez Perce, 80 lodges of flatheads, and over 3,000 uh, horses. Ooh. And so this was probably the biggest rendezvous that ever took place anywhere but like i say it's over there kind of on the west side uh, and kind of a sad note to this whole thing um after the rendezvous was over you know they they had traded they uh had uh, gotten their goods they uh, had ra- horse races with the indians with uh and just pretty much had a good time but on the way out, there was a, uh, an incident that happened called the Battle of Pierre's Hole. I remember that. Okay, and unfortunately, there was a couple of trappers that shot one of the chief uh, Indians, and they had a, a battle that took place. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it was a, kind of a bad deal because it was initiated by the trappers. Yeah. But about 26 Indians were killed, and about a dozen traders and uh, trappers had been killed. And it was just due to, you know, kind of stupidity, really.
1: Yeah. Hey, we have a caller with a question real fast. We've only got a minute left. Caller, real quick, go.
0: Yes, uh, hey, Jeb, I don't know if this would fit, but there's a book called Seven Miracles of Saved America. It's about how America came to be. I don't know if those would fit into the program, but... It is truly amazing those stories and all hang up things.
1: If it'll fit, Doctor History will make it work.
0: Actually, I have heard of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, uh, I think I may have that in my lab- library. I just haven't uh, haven't read that. But okay. I, yes, I, I'm familiar with that book. I just. I just haven't
1: read it yet. I'll tell you what now, that was a good story. I appreciate that. Tom Fitzgerald Mountain Man. Yeah. yeah. And his and hair say, turned pure white and they called him Snow White and then he developed the seven dwarfs. I don't think you'd do that to his okay. <laughs> face. Okay. Not with that knife he carried. Right. Hey, you did it again. You hit a home run out of the park. Great story this morning. Well,
0: it's I, I always love these uh,
1: the mountain men guys. they Like I said, they were a different breed. Yeah, but every time you have a story about mountain men, they're always losing their clothes. What's going on here? Well, you know, you discard the stuff you don't need, I guess. I guess. Uh, There's a question of what you need and what you want, I'll tell you that. That's right. Anyway, uh, Dr. History, God bless you for a wonderful story. Thanks for listening to Dr. History, brought to you by the new CSI Sage Truck Driving School in Burley with Lucky Born, eight seven eight five eight zero two. And before we go, a little teaser for next week. What is the subject? going to be
0: you know it's such a mystery that i just can't divulge <laughs> that at this point
1: that was smooth that was <laughs> smooth you have a good day <laughs> all Ed. right god bless take care Bye. oh i love that segment thank you very much dr history